0: This is a Triple M Footy Podcast. With all the latest news and stories that matter right now in Footy, it's Tom Brown's news.
1: Bailey's got it! He's marked on 48 out! And he's on the boundary line! Called to play on. Wheels around, it's touched. It'll land in the square. Tigers will <laughs> to
0: Big Joe! Big Joe, put it through!
1: Good afternoon, one of the best finals in modern footy history, in my opinion, last night I was in Brisbane, watched the game, blow by blow, an epic encounter, the upshot of which, importantly, we'll see Brisbane take on the loser of Melbourne and Sydney tonight, probably next Friday night, according to the way the fixture has panned out. It was an incredible result for Brisbane first off. I guess the finals monkey is off their back in a big way. They were 1-5 and five in finals under Chris Fagan, but they sort of put rest to that last night. And there was a great reaction post-game by Darcy Wilmot, who made his debut and kicked a goal. That was unreal. I remember when Joey kicked the goal, when we're trying to tell everyone, like, we well, got a seventh now, and then... I'm screaming off the bench, just walk it up, surge. And then there was like 30 <laughs> seconds left, and then they double switch and we're like, we're gonna win this! Aww. Yeah, it's um, yeah, we oh, unreal. just felt like nothing that you felt like ever. Like, oh, unreal. A great insight there into the enthusiasm, into the energy, into the impact of that final, and also some of the strategy, the double switch. It's incredible how much thought goes into all that from a Brisbane perspective. But uh, in terms of the big talking point, of course, it's the goal review. Now you can easily argue. The goal review didn't impact the outcome of the match. There were several decisions, in fact two, where Brisbane looked like they'd score goals and Richmond were awarded free kicks in their favour. But clearly the goal review is the big talking point. Now just for context, it was Tom Lynch's kick as you would have seen. The goal umpire signalled a goal, the goal review overruled it and the issue is whether the evidence was definitive. Last night, the AFL told me that the ARC reviewed all the camera angles and it's viewed as a definitive behind. The correct call was made. Now, I also reported that player reaction is one of the cues that the score reviewer has in the past looked at when making a decision. I know that's attracted some commentary, but it's certainly been a factor in making the initial decision or the initial assessment in the past in terms of some of the cues, I'm told, that the score reviewer looks at. As I mentioned, the issue is whether it was definitive. There's a good reverse angle, which you might have seen on social media today, from, I think, the flank, which shows the angle. And you'd have to say on the balance probabilities, it does look like it was a behind. We hit up Tom Lynch as he was leaving the Brisbane Hotel this morning. He was asked whether it was a goal, and he sort of shrugged his shoulders and again indicated, um, at, albeit at a distance, that it, he sort of indicated he thought it was probably a behind or might have hit the post. You'll see that vision from Tom on the news tonight. I've checked with the AFL. They're still convinced that it was definitive. I asked them whether there's any extra video or angles they can show. The, look, this is the way it works. The reviewers who are highly qualified, I'm told, use the broadcast vision in super high definition. They use frame by frame, and in the AFL's view, it is conclusive. I sort of asked them, well, if the, goal, if the ball's above the goal post, how can you be conclusive? And their response was, well, basically, if you draw a line straight up, then it's fairly conclusive. The issue there is, how can you tell where, when it's past the actual line? But uh, again, the AFL's position is that it is conclusive. Where do we go from here? There is better technology that exists globally, but at the moment I'm told it's not good enough yet to introduce. So I think the AFL's definitely, I know they're looking at that type of technology on a global scale. I guess something similar to what's used in tennis, Hawkeye, where you can actually plot things in better fashion, but I'm told it's not conclusive enough yet to bring into the system. Damien Hardwick's point was fairly simple last night and I'll play that shortly. His point was that uh, let's just use the umpires until the technology is more conclusive. The obvious point on that is that if we did just use the umpires and didn't have this technology, I'm sure there'd be calls to use some type of available technology. But this was Damien Hardwick post-game. I just feel the technology is not good enough. It hasn't been for a long period of time. I think we've put a lot of money into it and clearly it's indecisive still. So... They've got goal umpires. Pick which way you want to go. The whole thing is that the technology is not to the level that
0: it needs to be. So either get it better or don't
1: have it. Hardwick has been consistent on that point. I know they were sort of moderately explosive comments post-game, but uh, he has been consistent on that point for a fair while now, making a similar point in regards to the goal review. It's not going to help uh, Richmond. They're out of the finals. They flew back this morning. I think Dustin Martin's still in Queensland, from what I can observe. But uh, Richmond out of the finals in well, heartbreaking fashion. They've clearly been a reasonably good side throughout the course of the year. But it's, uh, Brisbane get to play next week. The monkey off their back from a finals perspective. A couple of big talking points now, of course, from Richmond's perspective will be player movement. The futures of guys like Jack Rewalt, who kicked two Jamie Elliott's last night. Two magnificent goals from the flank. Also Trent Cotchin. I think both will play on, although we'll need clarity on that in coming weeks. And, of course, Dustin Martin's future, which I'll get to next.
0: Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's News. Dustin
1: Martin played last night. He played pretty well in the end, especially considering he was basically playing at 80%. I'll start in terms of speculation surrounding his future. It's been a discussion point all year, and I address that issue directly with Damien Hardwick post-game. There's been sort of conjecture and natural speculation about Dusty's future all season. Is he owner of Sydney? Is he staying? Is he retiring? Have you sort of got any more clarity on that that you could provide tonight? Well, he's got two years of his contract to run. So as far as I'm concerned, all the speculation comes from the people sitting over that side of the table. So it's pretty simple to me. If you guys keep talking about it, it creates speculation. The reality is I'm telling you that he's got two more years of his contract. He's not going anywhere. Richmond planned for it. It's back-ended his contract. It's fairly well-documented. It's worth up to $1.3 million per year. So that's $2.6 million in the vicinity of Dusty's remaining portion of his contract. So you'd have to say it's highly unlikely that he'd retire and highly unlikely that he would move clubs and a club would have to pick up a significant chunk of that tab, and you think including Richmond. So again, we'll get clarity on Dusty's future in coming weeks. I did run into Ralph Carr, sat with him briefly. his manager at the footy last night. And uh, Ralph indicated that Dusty is in a fairly good space. So that's good because you do hear all sorts of things that Dusty was sort of struggling with football. That's been well documented this year, given the very sad passing of his dad. Um, now, obviously, the other issue is the video that's come out this week. The AFL's investigating that. The inference, and I don't really want to report on inferences, but it has been put to me, that was that uh, there was nothing untoward in so far as Martin and the person involved in the video might have known each other. Look, I don't want to speculate on that at this stage. But there is an inference that Martin hasn't done anything wrong at this stage. But again, Richmond and the AFL are investigating that. So I don't want to go too much further on that. Let's, I'll wait for the facts to come out, most importantly. The incident was at the Sporting Globe Hotel in Richmond. I know the owners there very well. They told me this morning we were recently made aware of the video circulating of Dustin Martin on social media, filmed in one of our venues at a private function a number of years ago. The Sporting Globe team were not aware or involved with any of the private events and activities. That's from the Sporting Globe in, I think it's Bridge Road, Richmond. So the point there is that it's understood that the um, dancer or personal professional involved was uh, invited to that function. It was a private function at that pub all the way back in 2015. Gil McLaughlin addressed the issue yesterday, saying in summary that it wasn't a good look, but he was waiting on further facts. And I did note that the president, uh, Peggy O'Neill or Brendan Gale, haven't addressed the issue at this stage. Gil McLaughlin addressed it. It's not really the AFL's fault, but he stepped in and, and dealt with it. Um, from a I guess, PR standpoint at this stage. Richmond hasn't as yet. The other noteworthy point to make, not passing judgment, was that Dusty was young. It was seven years ago, so he would have been 24 or 25. And the facts are pretty hard to glean because it's going back a fair way in time. But that
0: investigation continues. This is Tom Brown's News, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Here at First on Listener.
1: The Demons are in action Friday night football tonight. Does not get any bigger against the Swans. Buddy Franklin, the whole works. The Swans flew down on a charter flight yesterday, had a run at the MCG. Now, Simon Goodwin and Michael Hibbert have both had gastro symptoms during the week. Hibbard trained separately from the main group for their main session yesterday. Gulben was kept away from the group as a precaution. I've checked with Melbourne and got a fairly firm indication that they're both fine. They'll hopefully confirm that this afternoon. But at this stage, I'm told, I've checked a short time ago around midday, that Gulben and Hibbard are right to go tonight. So that's good news from a Melbourne perspective. But again, we'll get confirmation this afternoon.
0: The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the listener app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And just further and finally in brief, some more carnage if you like at North Melbourne. Ben Amafio, their CEO, that's the Chief Executive Officer, has resigned over the last 24 hours or so. They'll start a search process now for a new C. I think the board will need to convene and work out what the parameters of that process are. Just some context there, I think it's fairly well documented that Sonia Hood, who did an incredible job, the president, recruiting Alistair Clarkson, I think has reached out to Peter Jackson in recent weeks. Peter Jackson was the architect of much of the, the Bombers, and certainly Melbourne's recent success certainly helped in that regard. And I think Peter was even beginning to look at uh, the CEO structure and what they could do in that regard. So it had sort of rendered Ben's position, um, I guess following that football review, a little bit untenable and Ben has stepped down. So some further change at North Melbourne, obviously coming off the back of McPherson going, that was the football manager, Clarko's first big change, now a big commercial and off-field change in terms of Ben Amafio stepping aside from the club. That wraps up a huge, huge news week. It doesn't get any bigger than this weekend. Collingwood against Geelong. It's absolutely tantalizing, the double chance, so much on the line. Of course you've got the Bulldogs and Fremantle over in the West on Saturday night. There's had a lot of rain. I'm reliably informed from Hamish McLaughlin over there. He crossed to me last night at halftime, said, Tom, there's been rain in the West. I had no idea about the forecast in the West. He left me hanging for a second, but uh, that, was, uh, that was quite funny. And of course, tonight, a huge opportunity for Sydney, who did beat Melbourne on the MCG this year. I can't wait. We'll have all the action, of course, on Triple M Football tonight. I'll be back on Monday for a massive news podcast. I'll also give you a big trade update that's beginning to ramp up with all the clubs now, including Richmond, in pretty in- intricate discussions from a trade perspective Triple M rocks football.
0: That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M Footy on Listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.